Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home? Introducing DashPass from DoorDash, your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for DashPass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. DashPass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Moms and Murder, a true crime podcast featuring myself, Mandy, and because it's the last show of the year, I have to say, dear old Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hi, Mandy. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm getting excited for the upcoming new year and just to have the holidays and stuff behind us. I love it. It's all very exciting, but I'm ready to get back to my regularly scheduled life (laughs) yes and no my regularly scheduled life is not that exciting so this has been a real a real treat for me making (laughs) cookies that don't turn out you know all kinds of stuff the tree that the cat attacks it's just been a blast (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I know it just gets to be so much though honestly and all the running around and the crowds at the stores and I just I wait till the last minute, which is really my own fault, but, um, and then I complain Don't about blame all the yourself. people. Yeah, I'm, I know. Why would I take <laughs> responsibility for anything that I did myself? Um, so you, some of you may have just been joining us for the first time after hearing us on the Minds of Madness Christmas Miracle special that they did, yes. which was extremely awesome. If you have not listened to that, you need to go check that out. That was a real special thing. They got a ton of amazing podcasters on there to kind of talk about uh, a case that has personally affected them. And it was really great hearing from some really popular shows that I think a lot of people will be familiar with. Um, Guys, Rabia was on the episode we were on. And that's really <laughs> all I have to say. It was just the light of my 
whole year. It was a, the Thanksgiving miracle just continued for the rest of the year for us. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah, we've had a pretty crazy, um, incredible last month or so. We have. And Beck and Tyler were so kind to have us on because it's basically a which one of these things does not belong, which one is not <laughs> like the other. And you see our little thing and you're like, well, how did you get there? But they were so wonderful to us <laughs> and nice. So it was great to be included in all the shows. There was The Vanish was on there. Court Junkie. Court Junkie. There's so many. You'll have to go check it out. There was a lot. Yeah. Lots of surprises in store. And then at the end, they had a lot of greetings from different podcasters. And it was just really, really great and well done. I could go and talk about that for like the whole hour that we have you here because it was that good. Yeah. But I'll tell her to shut up. So just listen to it. It's great. Um, So another thing that we wanted to do, which was really funny, we... um, First, want to welcome anybody who's new who may just be starting to check us out and um, welcome you to Moms and Murder, which, like you probably figured out, is not quite like other true crime podcasts. Um, Not that we don't love all kinds of true crime podcasts. We do. We listen to all of them. But um, our show is a little bit more lighthearted and just kind of silly. We try to keep the facts straight here. But we get a little silly. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We do get the facts straight, Mandy, as we do. much as we possibly <laughs> can. We are not fake news. But um, but we we are very respectful of the victims. But sometimes these criminals get themselves in all kinds of shenanigans, and right. we're going to make fun of them about and it. And sometimes there's just funny elements about a case, like there's- somebody was in reality TV or yeah. – just anything that or was... Or they're from Florida. <laughs> or they're we from get a Florida. lot of that. Yes. Um, so we actually got a, a funny review um, earlier this week, and we were kind of scratching our heads. It was a two-star review. We never really talk about reviews on our show. Yeah, it's, um, it's just not our thing. But this one was so funny to us that it just made us laugh so hard. Uh, so this review, this two-star review said, just tried to listen to this podcast. It feels as if you are listening to two housewives in a kitchen telling a story and just keep getting off track with side jokes and stuff. Which is the most <laughs> accurate. accurate description. We are recording from my kitchen, and we are two housewives, yes. and uh, we do get off track at times. So if that's not your thing, we understand it, but we want to let you know ahead of time. That's That's us. what you're in for. Yes. yes. Um, so that was kind of a funny little thing um, that we wanted to share with you guys, but we have a kind of short Uh, case for you guys today. It is Christmas related. This episode will be coming out the day after Christmas, although we are recording it a few days before Christmas. So on Merry Christmas, Adam, as my daughter likes to say, two days before Christmas. Yes. So we are going to just get right into it now that we have blabbered on for a few minutes. I will go right into the story of Samina Imam. So it was Christmas Eve in 2014 in Coventry, Wales. This is our first time doing a case outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And Samina Imam was finishing up her shift at Costco where she worked as a marketing manager. It was around 4 p.m. when Samina left work, stopped by a store to pick up a bottle of Bellini, and set out to have a two-night stay with her secret lover at the Malmaison Hotel in Birmingham. This trip was going to signify the start of their exclusive relationship because Roger had led her to believe that he was going to leave his long-term partner for her. Samina was a successful, happy 34-year-old. Loved by friends and co-workers, she was described as bubbly and joyful. It appears the only real problem in her life was that the man she loved, Roger Cooper, who worked alongside Samina as a Costco warehouse manager, was seeing two other women. The situation was made awkward by the fact that one of Roger's other lovers also worked at Costco. 
Samina was under the impression that Roger would eventually leave his other partners and become faithful to her. They had been carrying on their affair at this point for two years. That's a really long time, I feel like, to be having an affair and to have not been caught by your right? main person yet. Yeah. I don't know how. And then the other thing I have is he had three women he was balancing. Did I, you see him? <laughs> I did see him. I didn't think he was terrible looking. I don't know. A mugshot's usually not your best. It's not, not your, your best day. <laughs> There's one guy that had a mugshot. Did you ever see this? And he was like the most handsome man in the entire world. He had this like beautiful skin, blue eyes, and people were trying to get him modeling contracts. And I think Wait, he was in jail for that like wasn't robbery or something. Uh, yeah, robbery, yeah, yeah, I do. I know exactly the guy you're talking about. And it was really so weird you can how- have a good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess some people just look great no matter what. But um, but I did see that one and it was kind of weird and gross how like all the women were like, right? oh, like I will write to him in jail. Or, yeah. That's not what they were saying. They, they were not saying <laughs> I would write to him in jail, Mandy. <laughs> I'll get a postcard for him. Let me buy a stamp. <laughs> None of that happened. Also, lots of giggles on the show. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, so Roger actually had other plans. He did not intend to leave his main girlfriend at all. He's not Hugh Hefner. No. And in fact, he was actually getting kind of concerned that Samina was getting to the point where she was starting to really want to be with him so much that she was going to reveal their affair to the main girl and the other woman that he was also seeing. And of course, Roger just couldn't have that because he didn't want to be found out from having this affair. He wanted to keep seeing his long-term partner and I guess just have his cake and eat it too. So he knew he would have to come up with a way to get a clean break from the affair if he was going to keep his other relationship above water. And it was at this point that he enlisted the help of his brother, David, who was an ex-soldier. And together, they hatched out a plan to get rid of Samina for good. So the two brothers began planning a murder. It was found out that they even communicated in code. So (laughs) that's already pretty, um, I guess, incriminating if you think like, you're talking about this in, in a code. Obviously, right. that shows like clear intent that right. you are premeditation. Right, you were doing this yeah. on purpose. Um, and but it wasn't just any code, like code words. They were talking in Star Wars code. I can't. So they would refer to each other as Vader, and they would like talk about the Death Star mission, and they would have all these different things that they would say in text message code. Right. And later, they admitted that this was all part of uh, talking to each other about. Samina's upcoming murder that they were planning on taking, carrying right. out. So um, I just thought that was really funny and interesting. Not funny, but it was interesting um, because right now, of course, it is Christmas time and they just had a release new of a new Star, Star Wars. Wars movie. So, you know, sometimes we try to tie in current events with cases that we find. I actually have no clue how I even found this case. Um, but anyway. The dark it, holes of the internet. Yes. You, you get down there sometimes and find something. But no, it makes me so mad when okay this goes back to my whole thing like dragging other people into this thing you want done so granted the brother is not the greatest person but if you want to do this don't first of all just stop <laughs> but also why are you involving other people why are why are so many why do so many lives have to be ruined because you don't want to be found out for having an affair that you know you're having like no jerk that's the price you pay like if you're going to have an affair the risk is that you're going to get found out and everyone will know and it will ruin your life now is it worth it to have the affair and if the answer is still yes go forward otherwise take a step back 
and realize you are not Hugh Hefner, RIP. Right. And yeah, murdering someone is definitely not the best course of action to never it's never <laughs> to uh to clear your good name I guess I don't know no just way a, this guy had a good name no, no way oh no I'm sure not um I, I actually even his brother David had said that he wasn't the most faithful guy well no kidding David <laughs> how did this dude have three women and he worked with two of them I don't know how he had time for this to that be honest seems, with you that's just oh gosh I'm uh, the sister wives thing, I will always say, I will kind of understand. <laughs> Whenever a woman, like the show Sister Wives. Have you ever seen that show? Yeah, okay. of course. You say, of course, like you watch all this re- reality TV. I have to question you on all of it. But where the husband has several wives, well, then they just like only have to take care of him for one day. Like, right. make his food and stuff, and he goes to the next house. It's somebody else's problem. I don't understand why you'd want why you'd want to be the man in that situation. That's so many women. And, and it's so much work. I know. So much talking. Like, so much talking. I talk so much. So many problems to yeah, hash out. Just, no, just too much. Give me earbuds. I'm happy. <laughs> On that Christmas Eve, a retail worker at Costco claimed to have last seen Samina leaving the warehouse where Roger worked as a manager at around 4 p.m. Both Roger and Samina left at this time and initially got into their own separate vehicles, but they met up nearby and Samina transferred her luggage into Roger's car and they left the parking lot and they left her car parked on the side of the road. But instead of being driven to Birmingham for the fairy tale stay in a luxurious hotel, Roger instead drove her to the home of his brother, David Cooper. David lived in Leicester, which is over an hour drive away from Birmingham, where Samina believed she would be spending Christmas with Roger. It is unclear what Samina was told about the trip to Leicester, but it is thought that she believed she would be going for a quick Christmas visit before they headed off to Birmingham. On this drive to David's house, Samina spoke to her sister on the phone. She checked on the health of her mother, who had recently had surgery, and she told her sister that she would arrive at the family's home on December 26th for the family Christmas celebration. Here's another thing I don't understand. If you are going to kill somebody or make them done disappeared, in the words of our favorite show, um, why on earth are you going to do it around the holidays? Like... People are going to be looking for her. Right. It's not going to be long before they realize that she's It'll be tomorrow. not around. Yeah, exactly. I agree. It's a very odd time. Although, um, we'll talk a little bit um, uh, coming up that they actually had tried to take her life before this date. Yeah. They had actually been planning this already for over a month. And they had made multiple attempts already on her life, which was um, proven by their text message and Star Wars code that the police ended up digging up later. This um, is another reason for me to hate Star Wars. Right. I know. I didn't need any more. <laughs> it does. It kind of sours the whole entire brand for me. Um, so when the couple arrived at David's house, there was already a bit of tension in the air. Roger knew that he needed to get back home to his long-term partner because it's Christmas, and of course he's <laughs> expected to be home. That's got to be hard when you have three girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> trying to decide how you're going to fit them all in for the holidays. Um, this is just another reason. You just need one person. I don't, I don't get it. Personally, I could never have more than one person in my life. No. One like is that. pushing it it's, for me. It's already too much. Yeah. I have a one husband and I have you. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can, all I can manage. Max yes. out. My time is completely spent after that. <laughs> so, um, so David had already agreed, of course, to help uh, Roger cover his tracks 
and get rid of, you know, this problem that they had, yeah. which was a human, a human and who just really wanted nothing other than to be the only woman in Roger's life right. and was fully expecting that she was going to be starting her new year as the num- number one girl in Roger's life. The Holly Madison if I go back to my Hugh Hefner reference. <laughs> terrible, terrible reference. It's a great reference. I love that show too. <laughs> so the two men had spent time planning this killing and they had already ordered chloroform on the internet, which David apparently kept in his kitchen in a military ammunition container that I assume he had from being in the military yeah. prior to this. Just keeping chloroform in your kitchen, just, you know... Past, past the right at no point does this does it cross your mind and you say oh that's kind of strange maybe I should think about what I'm doing with my life <laughs> I should reevaluate some things maybe just watch Star Wars instead of trying to live Star Wars I don't really get yeah it. I know are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home introducing Dash Pass from DoorDash your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for DashPass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. DashPass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for DashPass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Are you ready to revolutionize the way you enjoy food and essentials at home? Introducing DashPass from DoorDash, your ultimate ticket to convenience and savings. With DashPass, you gain exclusive access to unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders, along with members-only deals and discounts that will leave your wallet smiling. Whether you're craving the flavors of your favorite restaurants, need groceries from across town, or anything in between, DashPass ensures that everything you need is just a few clicks away, delivered right to your door. With DashPass, not only do you enjoy $0 delivery fees, but you'll also benefit from lower service fees on eligible orders, making it the most affordable way to satisfy your cravings and stock up on essentials from your local favorites. What I really love is how quickly DashPass pays for itself. On average, it takes just two orders, which makes it a no-brainer investment for your budget. And as if that weren't enough, DashPass grants you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, adding an extra layer of excitement to your DoorDash experience. 
You get all this for only $9.99 a month, which is a small price to pay for unlimited convenience and savings. My family and I have had DoorDash for the past year or so, and while I make most meals at home, I don't know that I could mom without it. I used it twice just this past week while we were dealing with a stomach bug at home, and it was so nice to have and to be able to focus on getting better and not running all over town to pick everything up for everyone. Don't wait. Sign up for Dash Pass now and unlock a world of possibilities, all from the comfort of your home. Dash Pass from DoorDash, delivering joy, convenience, and savings straight to your doorstep. Get more from delivery for less with Dash Pass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for Dash Pass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today, only on DoorDash, and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. So at some point after the couple arrived at David's house, Roger left Samina there. So at some point after the couple arrived at David's house, Roger left Samina there, allegedly to make a run for it and go home to his main girlfriend. So naturally, he did not want Samina to know where he lived. So supposedly, David was just supposed to keep her distracted and busy while Roger made a getaway. Well, what would you, what would be the other plan? I mean, you're just going to leave her there indefinitely and <laughs> hope she doesn't know how to use a phone and get out of there? <laughs> I don't understand. But also, I thought it was interesting. I didn't even think about that, that he doesn't want her to even know where she lives so she can't tell. Like, couldn't she have gone into his, like, personnel file and found his address if he if she wanted to? I don't know. Although, I guess, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know what the... What the Obviously, dynamic he wasn't is. giving this information up, but it just right. seems like that would be an expensive affair to like continue have having. If you're not having it at your home, and you have two other people, like that's a lot of that's a lot of traveling. I wonder if he took mileage on that. <laughs> so when Samina realized that Roger was gone, she became very agitated and started complaining to David just going on these gripes about how they're supposed to be spending the holiday together. He's, she's really upset that he is, you know, trying to ditch her and this is not panning out the way that she had intended for it to pan out where she was just going to be spending this wonderful weekend at this luxury hotel that she had booked and paid for, by the way. Stop. Yes. No, no, this poor woman. I know. So David claimed that he had attempted to talk her down and calm her down and offered her some tea, asked her to please just go sit on the sofa, um, said that he was going to call Roger and get it all sorted out and get him to come back or whatever. None of this makes a lot of sense to me. Um, And there wasn't really a lot of information on this. I was kind of unclear on this part because there was – it was all – done I had to gather all the information through actual news articles so not all of them mentioned exactly what details were I had to kind of piece it together but to me it seemed like uh, he had just tried to ditch her and leave her there right and then she of course got really upset about it as one would sure and of course at this point their plan to murder her has already been put into motion so when David tells her that he's going to go to the kitchen to get the phone and call Roger Really, he knows that's not what he's going to do. He's just trying to get her to relax on the couch while he goes and fetches the chloroform, which is exactly what he does. He goes into the kitchen at this point while she's in the living room complaining and pours some of the chloroform on a tea towel and takes it back into the living room. So, of course, his plan is going to be to get her to breathe in this chloroform somehow. So he actually said that 
he just wanted to use the chloroform to, quote, shut her up because she was making a lot of noise and his walls were really thin. So he didn't want her to make a scene. And he was going to try and buy some time to figure out what to do. So he was just going to simply chloroform this innocent woman and then figure it out from there. I don't really How get it. How do they have Star Wars code text messages and then they get to the point of actually committing the crime and they're like oh well actually there's no plan here there's just right. no pl- you drive off into the night and hopefully nobody hears her screaming in my house that what that just made no sense to me and it, yeah and and for people who have been planning this for a month you'd think they would have had a little bit better of a plan i know i mean granted don't plan murders <laughs> right for goodness sakes <laughs> that's not what we're saying not here. what we're saying it just doesn't make sense that you'd be willing to kill someone like they lose their life their family's lives are ruined you're risking going to jail and your plan is oh wow she's complaining and now I should quiet her down with this you know chloroform I just have sitting in my kitchen come on so David said he thought it would be okay to use the chloroform because he quote saw it on the telly which is my favorite phrase I love I do I know I love that and because his walls were thin and he didn't want her to make a scene, he thought it would be a really good idea. It wasn't a good idea. No. <laughs> so much not good ideas. He said he poured a little of the chloroform onto a tea towel and held it over her face for several breaths. He thought it would just buy him time because he wasn't sure how long chloroform knocks people out for. Hey, that would be a really good thing to research. Could have Googled that. <laughs> Could have Googled it from somebody else's house, for goodness sakes. David claims that what happens next was a shock to him. He said that she did not wake up. He felt for a pulse to confirm her death and then went into what he called self-preservation mode and began thinking of how to cover up the murder. He put Tamina's body in a sleeping bag and took her to a deep grade that the men had dug out on an allotment owned by David in Leicester. The two men went about living their lives for the next couple of weeks. So my question, Mandy, is you didn't mean to murder her. You already had a grave. Right. Then that does not add up. So exactly. So these guys, I guess, were just like he even admitted he was in self-preservation mode. Yeah. And I don't think he ever really came out of that because he was they were still denying that they intentionally murdered her, even though it did come out that they had talked about this right. quite extensively. Yeah. And even had tried before. And they had made an attempt um a couple of weeks before this, and for whatever reason it wasn't successful. And um it's just really sick. I feel like whenever people like go to this length to plan it and then make multiple attempts and then even it's like, well, after your first or second attempt on someone's life and it didn't work, don't you stop at any point and think, hmm, like. Maybe I should mm, rethink this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is not the right thing to do or this. It's it, not you. It's me. I exactly, should stop this. Exactly. Yeah. At any point they could have, either one of them could have said, this is not a great plan. Let's, yeah. Let's think of a plan, another plan yeah. for, for fixing this mess I'm in with having all these affairs and everything um, that doesn't involve killing someone. All that I did myself. He did all of these Exactly. That's the part that's so maddening for me. It's like, you did this to yourself. Don't, you know, I I feel bad for this poor woman who got caught up with this guy. Right. But it's like, no, he was totally responsible for all of this. When Samina did not return home for her family's Christmas celebration, she was reported missing and police began searching for clues that would lead them to her. Once they learned of the affair she was having with fellow Costco employee Roger Cooper, they began to piece the puzzle together. The brothers were arrested in connection with Samina's death on January 9th, and at that point, Samina's body had not yet been found, but detectives had enough suspicion and reasonable evidence to suggest that the brothers had something to do with it. So they were just arrested on suspicion of murder at that point. 
So her body was found on January 16th, 2015. The autopsy reports indicated that she was killed using chloroform. And during the trial, it came out that the brothers had made attempts on her life several times already that were unsuccessful. And it was thought that Samina was somehow also given a bizarre combination of metallic elements, including antimony, cadmium, tin, mercury, and arsenic in a liquid form. So they said, like the detectives and the judge, everyone said, like that, this is not a typical way that they see a murder no. with poisoning of this nature. And that, you know, chloroform isn't really something that they see used, ends up in, as a murder, you right. know, as a weapon for murder. Um, so both of the men, of course, deny killing her intentionally or killing her at all. They're basically um, saying that, oh, he was trying to keep her quiet, use this chloroform to come up with a plan. Whoopsie daisy, this is what happened. Right. Also, we have a grave already dug for her. Right. Okay. They already had a plan to yeah. like where they were going to take her. So, um, but I had read that the grave was actually pretty deep. They dug down. I mean, it was like, I saw pictures of the scene and it kind of just looked like a junk yeah, it looks junkyard. Like a junkyard. Um, and they had buried her down in there. Well, the one thing that they, they had pointed out, which, um, you know, you see those like funny like signs that people oh, hang yeah. on things or whatever. Yeah. And normally you really wouldn't even think twice about this, but the um, apparently David Cooper had a sign hanging outside of the shed that was on this allotment where her body was buried that said something like, don't set me off. I'm running out of places to hide the bodies. Yeah. And so that's just one of those things. I mean, I feel like you see those kinds of signs yeah. or whatever. It's just like a... I guess somebody finds it funny, yeah. like those kind of things. Right. I would never personally have a sign like that just because, I, I mean. I would never want to be, yeah, I would be terrified that I would somehow, they be suspected of murder and somebody would point to this sign. That's right. how my brain Exactly, thinks. exactly. It's just not a good idea to have signs like that. I don't even like the signs that, um, you know, sometimes you'll see people have signs that say like, oh, this house protected by a pit bull and a Smith and Wesson or yeah, something yeah. like that. It's like, don't show all your cards like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> It's just not a good idea. Don't advertise what you have. So anyway, signs. I'm a no-go on signs. Don't have signs for anything. No-go. <laughs> Even though the two men denied murdering Samina, they were both found guilty and sentenced to at least 30 years in jail. Which I feel like is not a very long time. I don't know the rules of... of uh, <laughs> we don't know the rules of anything. No, so. I definitely don't know what the rules are over there in the UK as far as... Uh, sentencing right. goes. I think they're a little bit more lax than over here in the U.S. Actually, I hear that all the time that the U.S. has pretty harsh sentences. Not according to me. I've heard other people say that they, yeah. they feel like the U.S. has – they we don't focus as much on rehabilitating criminals and yeah. getting them back into society. We just lock them up for life. Right. Which I guess I would agree on some level. But some things like murder, I feel like you, that's what you deserve. But, yeah. Um, I feel like it. it's probably more case by case because – um, there's a documentary, and I can't remember what it's called right now, of course, because I can't remember anything. And it's about youths who commit murder, and they've like had a, a boyfriend or something, and you can tell they've been manipulated, and they've been abused, and there's been all this stuff, and they've killed somebody, whether or not it was justified, normally not. But then it's like they're in prison for the rest of their life. Could they actually be rehabilitated? They had no real start in life. So that's where I feel like it's more case by case, and we don't. There's no perfect system, for sure. There's yeah. no perfect system. Yeah. So that is the story of Samina Imam and her very tragic murder on Christmas Eve. Um, of course, we're happy that somebody's paying the 
price for that. Why are you kicking me? I just was moving my leg. I'm sorry. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I have long legs. So that's the show. If you guys want to turn it off now, you can. If not, uh, Melissa and I are just going to sit here and talk about Christmas and the New Year. So if you guys just want to hear us talk about a few things involving Christmas or the holidays, um, you can stick around and do that. If not, you're free to leave. So <laughs> you don't have to sit here. <laughs> you don't. So um, so I had uh, kind of made a little list of things that I wanted to ask Melissa about and that um, maybe you guys can get to know us even better um, with our answers here. So Melissa. Mandy is just flailing <laughs> those arms around. Melissa. So the first, uh, so the Christmas is over now at this point while people are listening. It hasn't sure. happened yet in real time, but yeah. um, by the time this releases, it will be yesterday was Christmas. So Melissa. Yes. I want to talk about Santa. I already know how Santa goes or doesn't go in your house with your own children. I want to know about what was your experience as a child. Did you believe in Santa? Did you not believe in Santa? What was the deal with Santa? So in my house, I was, my my parents were not big Santa people. My mom definitely was not a huge Santa person. But I guess at around five years old, like I was allowed to believe in Santa. It's no big deal. But I realized we did not have a chimney. So I was told my mom, hey, I don't want some strange man coming into my house through the door in the middle of the night. It's interesting that you knew that or thought at that five, at that age. Yeah. Yes. I've been highly paranoid <laughs> <laughs> my entire life. So I was never into Santa. And my daughter is like, she figured it out at like around the same time, really. She asked me point blank, is Santa real? And I said, well, what do you think? And she's like, no. I was like, all right, but well, you're right. <laughs> and that was kind of it. What about you? Uh, well, of course, I loved Santa as a kid. I think anybody who really had um, grown up with that, some people, I guess, their theory is that when they find out it was all fake, then you resent your parents or whatever. Right. Um, that was not my experience. I still thought Christmas was great, and I loved the magic of Santa. It was one of my, it, I, some of my favorite memories are waking up on Christmas morning and going to see what Santa left. And so Santa would never wrap presents at my house; they would all just be unwrapped and put together and sitting there under the tree or around the tree and um I Your presents used, weren't wrapped you would just see them the presents from santa were not wrapped oh okay okay um so you would just go out on christmas morning and you would see like oh santa brought me a barbie dream house or whatever it was and it would be already put together and like oh, nice. already set up and everything um so that's kind of what we also do with our kids um however i don't go crazy with santa because and this is kind of selfish on my part, but I know what you're going to say. I want credit for the really good <laughs> gifts. I don't want to give credit to a fake character, you know. Although, yeah. of course, eventually when they get older, they're going to realize it was all mom and dad, and then they're going to have to appreciate it. Well, right? in theory, they will. <laughs> but no, I always tell my mother-in-law, like, who do you want me to say the gifts are from? I'm like, you. You buy really yeah. good gifts. Put your name on yeah, it. Yeah, take credit for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so our kids hang out a lot together, and thankfully your daughter is just the sweetest, and she keeps her mouth quiet and doesn't tell <laughs> she, my children yeah. <laughs> that Santa is not real. So I really appreciate that. I, actually, the last I think the last two years in a row now, I have been convinced that it would be the last year that my oldest son was going to believe in Santa or he was going to catch on soon enough. Um, and really, I thought for sure this year he would be done with it. But and I, honestly, part of me kind of can't wait because I'm ready just to like give it up, and then yeah. and then all the presents can be for me, and I don't have to do all this like extra Christmas stuff. I can just like everything can be for me and Dad. Right. Like, I don't have to worry about all this other stuff. So. Um, but he still is believing as far as I know. I don't know. Maybe he's figured it out and just doesn't want to say anything because he knows. I think knows there's a there, – yeah, <laughs> like what if you say you don't believe and do you not get gifts? Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, my, my children are three and a half years apart. So when my oldest figures it out, 
I feel like it's going to be over for both of them because that kid cannot keep a secret. (laughs) My son does. My four-year-old is, like, excited about Santa. This is the first year he's realized, like, Santa is a thing. Right. So he, like, keeps saying, like, Santa's going to bring him some gift. Luckily, I already bought that gift. He's got, like, three gifts for me, and that's one of them. So (laughs) I'm feeling really good about it. So every day I'm like, what is Santa bringing you? And he'll tell me. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. So here's another question. Um, This one's kind of a little bit more deep um, that I thought would be a good one for us to answer. Um, What are your thoughts on the way people behave during Christmas time? Do you think people behave differently or is that their true genuine color showing through or do people put on – I mean, I'm talking about as far as people trying to be more giving during the holiday season and maybe they aren't the rest of the year. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think people put on a front – at Christmas time. Oh, Mandy, this feels very like <laughs> Sally Jesse Raphael or something. <laughs> I just need some red glasses for you. I think ultimately people want to be helpful and want to be generous. I feel like at Christmas it's just like maximized and in your face. So that's the time you're like you make more of an effort, I think. I just feel like the whole season feels so like happy and excited and giving and all that. So the spirit of giving, I feel like people end up doing it more. Not that they don't do it the rest of the year, but in my heart of hearts, I really feel like people are good. And the best of them comes out And the best of them comes out, yeah. I would agree with that too. Um, And then I also think that during this time of year or during the holiday season, it's also a lot easier to find ways to give. For sure. And so whereas, you know, people might – they might think about that kind of thing dur- during the year. But I also feel like people in general, if they are presented with an opportunity to do something, it's a lot – they're more likely to go ahead and do that Absolutely. instead of having to, like, do the work of seeking out something. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that's a laziness thing. I no. think it's just you have so much going on in your life, but if it's in your face, you're like, oh, yeah, I can do that. But if, right. if you don't see it, you might not have – might not think to seek it out. I get that. So Christmas traditions – do you celebrate um, Christmas in a traditional way, or do you have your own special family traditions around Christmas time? This, these are not fair questions to me because <laughs> I'm really a terrible holiday person. Um, so we do stuff like we do the regular Christmas morning, the Christmas Eve. The kids open one gift. We normally go to my in-laws, and then um, Christmas morning they open their gifts here. We go to my in-laws and do something else. We have coffee cake over there, or yeah, is it coffee cake? Coffee cake. My, my daughter loves it. And that's, like, been my husband's tradition his whole life. And so we kind of carry that on. We do make cookies, which I told you what happened with our cookies today that we made, which is why I'm not a baker. (laughs) Somebody changed the recipe online, guys, from a quarter or a half a cup of butter (laughs) to two cups to make eggless sugar cookies. Well, I should have thought twice about it, but I didn't. And now I have, like, butter, just butter with with flour on my hands. So um, that's, like, our big things. What about you guys? Um, so I always grew up, my mom's side of the family is Italian and they always did a big thing on Christmas Eve. So we would always go to my grandparents' house 
and um, everybody would open one present on Christmas Eve, and there would always be some kind of food. Usually Christmas Eve dinner was lasagna, traditionally. That is so Italian. Yes. I would not eat there. Oh, my goodness. I hate lasagna. crazy. I love lasagna, and Mm -hmm. my mom's lasagna is the best. Um, I'm actually making it this year. Oh, nice. Because... I, I'm actually making that this year in place of Christmas meal because I am so tired of cooking meals that I am just skipping the big Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not doing the ham and all the green beans and all that. I feel like we just did that at Thanksgiving. I don't really want to do it again. You told me you didn't again. eat ham at Thanksgiving. Ham is a Christmas meal. Oh, it, well, it is. I didn't eat ham, but I feel like I just did the whole big meal yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. you know, cooking a at, month at Thanksgiving. Ago. Exactly. And <laughs> let's be honest, I just don't need to eat at all right now. I feel like I've gained so much weight this year over the holidays. I'm just so over it um so I'm gonna eat lasagna instead yeah <laughs> pretend this like seems that's like a real friendly. good plan <laughs> no way that'll go wrong so, so we do that um so this year actually Christmas Eve is just hanging around with the kids just my husband and I and the kids and they can open their Christmas pajamas and wear yeah. those to bed and um and that's basically it and then Christmas morning of course we always have a nice big breakfast usually it's cinnamon rolls um, and scrambled eggs and like the whole nine yards because I love breakfast food <laughs> I feel like this whole thing was just for you to tell everybody how good you are at Christmas and how terrible I am maybe as a mother I don't know this is this is not going well listen for me. I don't know I, I mean your Christmas is your Christmas, Melissa. I can't, you know. I know, and my kids, it <laughs> sounds terrible for them. <laughs> we'll send them over to my house for cinnamon rolls Ugh. and lasagna. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's really it, though. And then Christmas Day, we just kind of hang out. Family comes in and out, and it's just very whatever. Christmas has kind of looked different for us every year for the last, like, few years, and especially now that um, my family, pretty much all of them, is living up in New York and – I'm way down here in Florida. So we do a lot with my husband's family. All of them pretty much live here. So that's nice. I mean, at least we have some family here that the yeah. kids can spend time with and everything. So they have cousins here and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. So this year is very quiet. Usually we do – I mean, we have a few traditional things. We watch the, you know, oh, yeah, we watch Santa Elf. Tracker and we – Oh, oh you watch gosh. movies. We, we watch, watch movies. the Santa Tracker. We put out we don't reindeer food. In him. <laughs> No, we made reindeer droppings, which are like this chocolate balls. Adorable. Yeah, they're delicious. So we just, ours is a very, basically a sarcastic Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's enough about Christmas because Christmas is now over. Um, so, Melissa, let's just talk about 2017. Obviously, both of our favorite parts of 2017 was starting this wonderful podcast, meeting all of these wonderful people, and getting to hang out with each other more. Right? The First two, I'm going to agree with. The bottom one just happened. <laughs> so, what was your favorite part of 2017? Um, well, for sure. The, I mean, like having this cool podcast. The n- neatest thing that happened to the show, I thought, this year was just getting Josh Mankiewicz on. Yes. And because that's like not a dream we even had. And no. it happened. And it was super cool and lots of fun. And I think it built our confidence up a little bit in like we might actually be a legitimate show like maybe jury still I mean jury still (laughs) for sure but you know people are like wow they had Josh Mankiewicz maybe they're not just two women sitting in their kitchen but we still are um but no I I feel like it like it made me feel better about what we're doing like that 
we could be doing something like this is the right. real show. Yeah, like, people yeah. are actually listening, and and that it's it's really nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, Mankiewicz definitely was like the top of my list and we did the interview for him the day before my birthday so I feel like I'm always just gonna remember that yeah the most special birthday gift ever and then of course it was right around Thanksgiving and all that so yeah that was really really cool and fun and to be totally honest with you I have the worst memory if I even try to think about things that happened like before July I'm like July I can barely remember what happened at the beginning of this year but obviously it was nothing too crazy no I don't remember (laughs) a thing that happened as far as I am concerned, it could be a race from the calendar. I have right. no idea. What I happened. know. I mean, on that note, though, it's crazy to think that we've been doing the podcast now for six months. Yeah. And, um, you know, that took up half the year and it's really has gone by so fast. I just yeah. can't imagine, which honestly makes me terrified thinking about how fast the next six months are going to go. Know. Um, you know, and we have like plans and stuff that we want to do with the show in 2018. We're going to hopefully be taking it to the next level for you guys and <laughs> what does that even mean no one knows what that means it's what people use as filler to just like come up with something they're like we We're can't tell we have zero plans level. Next we, have level. Plans. we do have plans we have plans yeah we do have some plans. aren't great <laughs> Some aren't great. They're going to be Some things are still in talks. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, we're going to start the year off with I'm Mom So Hard. Yeah, that's huge. And that's going to be amazing. I refuse to think about that until January 1st. I cannot. Right. And then we're going to freak out. Yes, we're going to go into freak out mode after that. My stomach was so screwed up from the Josh Mankiewicz thing for like two weeks after that I just cannot, physically, my whole system cannot. <laughs> thinking of them until the first. Yeah, we need to get past all of the holidays and everything, and then I can officially go into panic mode about yeah, that. Full so, panic. so we're gonna have that though. But yeah, we have a few things we want to try um, in the new year and um, just kind of see where this goes with the show. I mean, we kind of just started, jumped right into it, and didn't really know what we were. Well, you didn't know what a podcast was. I didn't. I did not. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I did not even listen to them at all. Um, So yeah, I've come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. In the last few months. Um, So overall, if you had to rate the year from zero to ten, what are you giving it? I give it a ten. It was a great year. I thought it it was was a really good year too. I know a lot of people didn't and. The last few years, really, um, I feel like a lot of people have complained and been like, oh, this is the worst year ever. I'm like, at some point, you just have to, like, take responsibility for your own feelings well, that is, and just have a good year, you yeah. know? Some, I understand where some of that's coming from, for sure. And there were, like, low, low parts in this year. We had um, we had a loss in our family, of course, so that was not the best thing of the year. But if I can look at the year as a whole and, like, the good of the year and my kids and my family and doing this, like, it was a really good year. Yeah. There are things that are out of my control that I really hate, and uh, but I can't do anything about that. I can only do things about my life, and then even then, very little control of what's going on in my right. life. Right? Yeah, very. We, yeah, don't don't act like you have tons of control. So much control, <laughs> my life is not a mess at all. <laughs> so let's talk about New Year's resolutions. Do you ever make one? Do you ever keep them? Do you have one for this year? Um, I used to really be good about making them. Now I'm just like. I remember my parents, like, growing up, they wouldn't even stay up till midnight, and I thought, like, I will never be the person that doesn't stay up till midnight. (laughs) That's just, like, how you celebrate this holiday, and now I'm thinking, like... Let's go to bed. Let's go to sleep. It's just another year. Y2K isn't happening. We're all fine. It's totally fine. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't really make them anymore because I feel like I won't keep them. It's just I don't have a good track record. What about you? So, I am the same. I... 
I actually am good at making them and even keeping them for a little while. So I always enjoy the first like four months of a new year because I'm usually pretty good about four months. You can do yeah, it for four I, months. I'm telling you, and I really wish four I days. could just keep it up for even longer than that. But you know, I always make the typical ones that everybody makes. I want to get healthier. I right. want to do this. I want to lose the last 20 pounds I've been saying I'm going to lose for the last 20 years. Okay. Like, you know, just things like that. <laughs> so. Postpartum baby weight from four years ago. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I, you know, you always say all those same things, but, um, I don't know. This year I'm actually feeling like I might really try to stick with that a little bit more. I did it last year. Um, I I started doing yoga and then I kept it up for a long time, like six or seven months. And then finally, I don't know what happened. I just got really busy. And so that was like the first thing that I like cut out of my schedule. And that's, you know, I miss doing it. So now I'm going to try and pick that back up again and hopefully just try to be a more relaxed and in touch with Okay, well that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I will not let that happen. No. <laughs> yes, I will. did yoga twice and <laughs> I almost died. It hurt me so bad. You have to get through it and then it gets better and then it turns into, you know, everyone who starts doing yoga and sticks with it, they end up loving it and they end up becoming like a yoga guru. Well, isn't that the point of anything? If you stick with it, obviously you love it. And if you quit, you hated it. I feel like that just makes sense. Well, sometimes when you quit, it just means you're too lazy. In my case, anyway. Yeah. I should should have been able to find the time to continue with it. I went to a a Pilates class once and I thought that would be kind of cool. And um, the the instructor was literally nine months pregnant. She was ready to have a baby any day and she was doing most of it, anything she was allowed to do. And she literally came up to me and said, ma'am, are you okay? I was like, please keep going. Please keep going. Please keep going. (laughs) I was so humiliated like several times. I could not do anything in that class. I'm too long and lanky. No, see, I would never go to, but this is the same reason. I can't go to a gym. I can't go to any kind of class like that. I have the worst social anxiety over situations like that. I do not want anyone to see me exercising. I don't want anyone to see me like failing at things that I'm trying to do. And I don't want to look like the idiot who like doesn't know what they're doing. So the only way I'm ever going to go to any kind of class is if I'm already really good at whatever the class is for. Right. So, because I want to be the person that's like, huh, look at me. I'm like the best at you this. You are a jerk. And you're you're the reason you <laughs> won't even go to those classes. Well, exactly. You are the reason. Exactly. Oh my exactly. Goodness. I know. Well, I'm learning too much about you. This is not good. <laughs> not good at all. Did you have a favorite TV show this year? Um, so, uh, you know, I guess I would say Mindhunter probably topped the list for me and most people. Um, I thought it was so good. I loved the show. There was another one. Um, if it's Wormwood or it's not, no, 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 no. Gosh. Now I gotta remember Jason Bateman. Oh, I know what that is. I, you know, I only started watching part of that. Hold on. The one where they were laundering money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. I can't remember it's the like name of it now. Breaking Bad ish. But you know, Ozark. Ozark. Yes. I don't watch a lot of like trash TV like you do. So why don't you tell us what your favorite television well, show was? If we're going trash TV, my favorite is 90 Day Fiance, Behind the Scenes, 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day Fiance, Where Are They Now? Happily Ever <laughs> Ever After 90 Day Fiance. They make me feel so good about myself. It's similar. Yeah. It, I just feel like. Their lives are steaming piles of garbage. Mine's better than that. And so that makes me feel really good inside. You're the worst. Okay, you're making fun of me of because I, I go, I don't want to go to classes unless I'm the best. But here you are saying that you watch these people on television because they're terrible and I feel better. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. We're both. I awful. will never watch a Martha Stewart show. I will never watch anything that like everybody's got it together. That's not interesting to me. I don't need it rubbed in my face. Thank you very much. No. But if no. your life is terrible, I am front and center to watch that show. <laughs> but I would expect they would watch me too, because I'm a mess. So it yeah, works out fine. Of course. Of yeah. course. I can't think of any real shows that I really watched this year. Um my goal for this new year. Well, Patreon, we're going to try and do something where we make each other watch one of our terrible shows and report back on it. Because I want Mandy to watch Parks and Rec. She uses Parks and Rec get Parks and Rec gifts on the internet like she <laughs> owns them, and she has no idea what they're from. It drives me insane. And um, you want me to watch some sort of wormhole, <laughs> like weird. I don't know. Because I have to Tin get... Tinfoil hat thing. Yes. I have to get Melissa to start um, getting into some of my crazy conspiracy theories. We can't both be conspiracy theorists. <laughs> that is like... Nobody wants to listen but to But you have to entertain the idea of them. You have to at least know where I'm coming from, even if you think it's crazy. Some of them I think are crazy too, but they're like fun for entertainment. So... I'm Maybe not. Fiance. I, <laughs> we'll see. So we have to swap entertainment and see what we think about each but other's the, forms of entertainment. The problem with me is if I hear something, I automatically believe it. Just that's just what, the way my brain works. If you can present it with like dramatic enough music and some like <laughs> seemingly important person says that's true, I'm on board. I get it. I'm I'm 100 percent in that board. <laughs> but then if you show me the flip side of that, I'm going on board with that too. So. Uh, my brain does not do a lot of thinking for itself. Um, so I'm <laughs> that terrified. Is not something you should admit. <laughs> I know. I'm terrified to um, to watch something and then start believing something crazy that you do. One time you, you and I were talking to my sister and it was like a full five minutes of you guys going back and forth on conspiracies that I didn't think either of you believed in. I didn't even think humans believed in them. <laughs> and you guys kept going off and I was legitimately terrified I felt like I was in the twilight zone I know your sister's the best honestly she is. you just need to have you need to swap opinions with her on conspiracy theories and then I would be a perfect human <laughs> <laughs> basically I feel like this whole thing got really derailed this has been like 30 minutes of us yakking okay well we are gonna stop yakking we just wanted to put a little bit of us talking at the end of this episode um we'll probably never do this again but never um, but just for something for the end of the year for you guys, um, I don't. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. I mean, it's you probably just aren't us even hearing this anymore because probably you not. had brains and you turned it off. But actually, it was a good little preview of what we're going to try and do a little bit on our Patreon episodes. But this is kind of a preview of what we're going to hope to do on some of the Patreon exclusive stuff, more conversational, us rambling. People, people like it, or I'm mean, sorry, they love it, or they hate it right and they will tell us they hate it so if you don't want to listen to it then just don't no one's forcing you and you don't have to leave a review about it yeah we know what we're doing here we know we just yacked for 20 minutes right that was our intent yeah <laughs> in case you thought it was an accident <laughs> my life is an accident this was not so, okay. Well, I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. Yes. Have a happy new year. Happy new year, definitely. And we are excited to see you guys in 2018. Bye, guys. Bye. This is Brianna and Kelly. From Murder Dictionary Podcast. We go from A to Z, exploring different topics or motives each week. We've covered axe murder, killer kids, necrophilia, and occult murders. Murder Dictionary gives tons of facts and details, balanced out with humor. 
If you want a true crime and chill, or test your trivia knowledge with our serial killer games, or if you like lesser-known cases you may not have heard before, check out Murder Dictionary Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Moms of Murder Podcast. Make sure to check back with us next week for a new episode. You can also find us at momsandmurder.com, where you can connect with us via social media. Please make sure you subscribe and give us five stars, because giving us four stars would be a crime. Thanks so much.